Welcome to the Shift Happens podcast, where we explore the latest trends and insights in the digital workplace. From the role of AI in the workplace to the future of remote work, we cover it all. Tune in as we chat with industry leaders and experts. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the digital landscape, we've got you covered. Subscribe to Shift Happens wherever you listen to podcasts and stay ahead of the curve. Shift Happens Podcast. Welcome to the Shift Happens Podcast, where we explore the latest trends and technologies transforming the future of work. In this episode, we sit down with Gino DeGregori, President and CEO of Bravo Consulting Group. Gino has been helping organizations embrace new technologies for over 16 years. He's an expert on digital adoption and passionate about leading with kindness during times of change. Let's dive in. Hey Gino, good morning. It's uh, it's great to see you again, buddy. It's been what a couple of weeks and shift happens. That's right. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So I can't believe it's uh, almost twenty twenty four. How's your year been? Oh man, it's been busy. Uh, it's been a great one actually. It's uh, a lot of great things, great momentum as we're finishing the year. Um, great wins uh, with you guys as well as some some government wins that we just re- recently received too. So that's good. That's good. A win is always good. I remember. I think the first time I met you was in 2007 or 2008 when we were much younger, no white hairs. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Been a while, man. 16 years almost, right? Wow. So how, how has your journey been since then? I know a lot of good things have come our ways and certainly we're grateful for that. So, so if you think about the journey, right, from that moment 16 years ago to today, how you're you've evolved, your business evolved, how the world has evolved, especially in the digital workplace. What, what are your, some of your observations? Man, it's just such a different world now. Um, I think when we started the company back in 2007, our, our, our idea, I mean, I, I'm a software engineer. So our, our back, my background is I'm a developer, coder. I've been doing, I was doing SharePoint since the early 2000s, right, when it first came out. So it's like, oh, there's an opportunity for SharePoint right? To really help our customers expand, develop solutions and all that stuff. And um, I was on-prem, right? The SharePoint, I think 2003 first, and then we helped migrate to 2007. So a lot of those, like what the world was 16 years ago to what it is now is, is, is different, obviously, for many reasons. But I know COVID and the cloud accelerated a lot of the things to make it easier for people to get access to uh, more powerful cap- uh, tools and capabilities to do their work, right? To help them at the end of the day, make better decisions, be more efficient in what they do and collaborate, you know, both internally as well as externally. So it has made us a lot faster in how we deliver things as well as it allowed us to help our customers be more efficient at the end of the day. So if you think about even today, right, with this new excitement around AI, it seems like, oh, this new thing, it will it will make everything easier. It will solve all the problems in the world. But then if you really stop and look back, you talk about collaboration. That's always been a need and challenge of organizations that they want to do better. They want to improve over it. So, so this concept of transformation has always been there. And technology has evolved and helped that. Uh, 
to make it faster and better and sooner. But but do you really think that technology, especially now, again, with AI, is, is really making that transformation easier or faster? Because at the same time, I'm thinking about, so for example, Copilot, right? It's cool. It's going to read your email. It's going to help figure out what's important. But shouldn't we be writing better emails anyways? So I guess my question to you and your observation is, transformation is great, technology is great, but at the same time, are we losing some of the core practices and disciplines that we used to do because there's really no technology that can help us? Yeah, I can, let me let me use an example. You know, as, as you know, I fly, right? And I shared this example at the shift happened. Um, and yes, to, to, the short answer is, we are losing some some of the fundamentals, but we're gaining so much more, right? And it's 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 allowing us to go farther, right? It's allowing us to go faster as well. So, for example, uh, I mentioned I'm a pilot, and one of the things that when I learned my first, you know, lesson was with the four six gauges, right? The six gauges in the plane is you know your altitude, your speedometer, all a few other things in there. I didn't use any technology, right? I didn't use like a GPS or all this different thing. It was just no autopilot. Not, it was just, okay, my structure was like, you just need to understand how to fly a plane. The, you know, takeoff, land, you know, and that kind of stuff, right? Then after I got better at, you know, making sure I got the fundamentals, it's like they would start adding, okay, we'll get to a different plane. Now you got a GPS. Now you got an autopilot. Now you can really focus on, What's more important, right? Not, not you got to still learn the fundamentals. Right? You still got to learn how to write an email. You still got to understand how you're going to communicate with people, right? But again, what AI is doing and the latest technology continue to through this journey of digital transformation, we can't look at it for what's taken away. It's more like what are we gaining? What are we able to? What are those things that is helping us automate a lot of the things so we can focus on the right things? So now when I fly, you know, I take I have to take off. I can't let the autopilot do it, right? I fly, I take off. And then I push the button to all my points to where I'm trying, supposed to go already configured, right? And then I, I set it, autopilot takes over. Now I can focus more time, more brain power on other things, not monitoring the engines, monitoring my passengers, monitoring the, the air traffic controller, monitoring the weather, right? So now it reduced my workload, right? And it allows me to start thinking and prep, preparing and being ahead of the plane rather than behind the plane. I love that analogy because now it makes me think of all the innovations that have brought us to this day, right? Simple things like calculator, right? Remember back in the days, forget the TIs, the, the Texas Instrument. It's like this basic calculator and I have to have a piece of paper because I could do basic math, but then I still have to figure out all the different, you know, algebraic stuff, but then TI can do it. Uh, no different with cars, too. I mean, look at all the cars today. My first car was an old Chevy S10 1985 pickup with nothing. No AC, no power window, nothing. You know, you, you bring up a fundamental point. And, and I just think about sometimes the challenges because I, I feel like, oh, well, not I feel like, but I just don't want it where we're so reliant on all these technologies and suddenly, I don't know, the internet goes down, the power goes out. We forget how to write. We forget how to do the basic things. Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, you still got to have the fundamentals. Going back again to the, to the pilot scenario, when my instructor was training me, you know, one scenario I remember, 
he failed one. So I fly two engines, right? He failed one of my engines. He also turned off the, the, the GPS and I'm like, okay, fly the freaking plane, right? It, like it's, it's it. Like you still have to have the fundamental stuff, right? You can't just rely and be like, okay, auto, uh, AI is going to do everything for me. And, and I don't even have to think anymore. It's not like that. It's really, again, it's how is the AI and all this technology is enhancing my or reducing my workload so I can then focus on other things and still monitor what what we're expecting from AI. We still got to monitor that, right? We still got to make sure that, that things are going where they're supposed to go. I still monitor where the direction is. And, you know, if, if it's telling me go to A, point A, point B, I still got to make sure it's going, right? And you can't do that. Um, so... In, in, in along that lines, right? So I know a lot of the work you do, you work with a lot of government agencies. Um, certainly you work with uh, uh, private organizations too, but but what's the conversation like these days in digital transformation specific to the digital workplace? So we know, uh, at least here in the United States, a lot of government agencies have jumped on the cloud. They're taking advantage of things like Microsoft 365. I'm sure they've seen... Uh, the potential of AI. Are are your customers excited? Are your customers worried about security? And what's the conversation like? Yeah, absolutely. The 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 biggest fear is always security, right? Nobody wants to be hacked. Nobody wants to be compromised. Nobody wants to be, you know, in the news, especially on the government side uh, or even Fortune 500 organization that we work with, right? That's the number one thing. Number one thing is always security. So. Uh, number two, and I'll come back to to expand on that. But number two is is user experience and adoption. Meaning, okay, you got all these technologies out there. You got all this greatest and latest and greatest thing that's going to help me, you know, be more efficient um, and 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 produce better, faster. But how are how are you going to um, make it so that our users adopt this technology and it's easier for them to really hop on? It's all about the user experience. And you know this, right? As a, I think a software engineer, just like me, my trade, right? It's like we can build the best technology out there. If it's not user intuitive and user experience, it will not work, right? So, or it will work, but it will take a long time, a lot of investment and, you know, pushback from the community or the users and that kind of stuff. So, so that's the point too. So it's cybersecurity in their mind, user adoption and experience is number two. And then the, the third one is sim, sim, simplification of all these tools out there, right? How do how do we make it easier? Like the, like uh, on the commercial side, for example, we've got this uh, large organization that comes that um, that we're working together collectively with Actpoint. And one of the questions is like, hey, I have all these backups. I have all these you know uh, um, N365 licenses. I have all the security. Like, how do you make it easy? So I don't have to worry about all that stuff. And it's like in one place, right? One platform or one way to 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 navigate. You know what I mean? So I don't have to. I just have to make sure that you guys have the support. You guys are implementing things, and my business is running, you know, smoothly, right? So if we expand on that, unpack that further. Uh, you talk about adoption, and you and I talked a lot about this. It's the the challenges oftentimes, especially in technology. People think about adoption as a one time event. Oh, we're rolling out this new technology. Go watch video training. Uh, go hire Gino and have him come two days, and then we'll, we'll be good. Doesn't work that way. It's like the analogy I always use is, yeah, when I first took my son to bowling, I made him watch YouTube videos. But then when we got to the bowling alley, I made sure that the guardrails are up. 
Because as a parent, number one, I want him to have a good experience, right? Hit the pins. Because if the guardrails were down, it's going to go to the gutter. He'll be frustrated. He doesn't want to use it anymore. So to the point around adoption, it's number one, it's the idea of sustainability. It's sustainable adoption. What's your strategy on really making sure not just the initial training or the initial learning, but through time, sustain the learning and have them mature and continue to leverage a platform. Um, your idea of simplification is really making it easy for people to do the right thing. We need to put the guardrails up and not expect, because we're not all tech people, we're not all IT, and they don't care. They just want to get their job done, get it done by five o'clock and spend time with their family or hobbies, right? But if you make it much more complicated, that's why people go back to Excel and email. It's simple. It gets the job done. Yeah, I don't have to jump through hoops and I can just, you know, kind of create something simple. I, I, you know, one of my, my idols and I really look up to, uh, you know, Steve Jobs and the simplicity when it comes to that, right? Coming up with the iPhones and and, and how simple, like a, a two-year-old can pick it up and push buttons and get to a game, right? <laughs> so talk, speaking of simplicity, but... Um, but coming back to what you were saying about um, the adoption, one of the things that we've been able to successfully do is, um, you know, with, there's a government agency on the federal civilian side that we've been supporting them for almost four and a half years now. And they brought us in. Their, their biggest challenge is their workforce was in this, you know, 50s, 60s on average, right? Um, 8,000 organization. And this is right before COVID, ducks, right? Um, we came in and we helped them. Um, implement this um a way on how we do adoption and change management training they were, they were just getting to m365 they they wanted to make sure that the users knew how to use sharepoint teams the other power platform everything like that right and we had everything kind of teed up and we were training and then COVID hit and everybody wanted remote we had everything ready to go with 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 teams and this organization was able to quickly adopt into leveraging these tools and still collaborate, even though everybody was at home, right? And and we're still supporting every, we're still doing different sessions. So they invested heavily in this type of training, in this type of um, solution that we provide so they can continue to make sure that they, they are leveraging and using the tool to the fullest to make sure that they're getting the value, you know what I mean, and supporting the uh, uh, that particular government agency that we're supporting, so... So, so specific to this example, right? Let's talk about the evolution of it. So before COVID, they brought on, they brought you guys on, they embrace you, you're still helping them. What does their workplace look like today? What is their digital workplace, um, you know, set up these days? Like, like walk me through a day in the life of this organization, you know, what people are doing, how they're using it, and how is it helping their mission? Yeah, good question. Um, so when we first started, they were using, um, kind of SharePoint, right? Like they just a basic SharePoint. They weren't on teams yet. They weren't on anything else. So we kind of helped them with, okay, here's how SharePoint online is. Here's what teams is as well. And here, here's how you're going to be using the different tools, depending on the different things that you need for that particular day. Right. So the lay of day of the life for them, we even had a, a day in the life of user X, right. And, and it walked them through. Here are all the tools that you can leverage, right? And why you why you need them for a particular purpose. And that worked great. And then COVID hit and now um everybody went remote, right? They're starting to come back, but they're still in the in the remote mindset. 
and 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 are able to now focus on we got the fundamentals and the foundations covered. Now we're looking at more advanced things, right? So we're looking at some of the uh, uh, some of the sub, sub security components that that are associated, some of the records management components that are, that need to be implemented, right? And teaching them um, a lot of the things. And, and as you know, I mean, you and I know Microsoft continues to improve as well. And there's new features and functionalities. User, you know, user feel on, on where my buttons are now. All of that, you gotta keep continue to invest in that, so you don't lose interest in, like you said, go back to Excel and email, right? So that's what that looks like. So, so what what's the outcome like with this transformation for them, right? What's the ROI? What are the benefits they're seeing, and have they recognized it? Because at some point, right, they'll come back to you, hey, Gino, we're paying you good money, uh, but what are we getting from this? Give you two points. The 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 first one is reduction in help districts, right? Mm. No so more. So that's measurable, right there. Absolutely yeah. measurable. We were able to reduce the help desk tickets, and we work along with the help desk team to understand how the the help desk or the tickets were coming in, and how can we address? How do we create frequently asked questions? How do we, you know, are able to kind of skip a knowledge base, all the, all that fun stuff, right? Um, and we're even expanding that um, later. The plan is to kind of incorporate some AI down the future, right? Uh, the second point is the measurements on adoption in the increasing usage, right? Both from how many users are utilizing the tools and the different tools, Teams, SharePoint, um, you know, Power Platform, you know, and you can show that increase in numbers as well as the increasing data usage, right? How much data is being stored now compared to what it was before. So we, so there's, there's, there's some really good Good points right there to allow them to uh, to see the return of investment, right? No, that's that's awesome because that's one of oftentimes, right? The the question that comes up on one hand, decision makers, leaders realize, yeah, we got to drive adoption. We we spent money on this thing. We know it's going to be good, but at the same time, it's fuzzy on how you measure success. It's fuzzy on how you quantify the value. So I think. One of the big advice I would always provide, I'm sure you would too, is is really look at a use case, not just a broad, oh, let's improve collaboration, right? But it's really talking about what does that mean? Okay, help desk tickets, let's try reducing it. Or project management, let's make sure, you know, uh, all the all the project management coordination and processes are 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 better aligned and standardized. So so definitely look at discrete business use cases and use those as as a, as a way to track and measure adoption and growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now certainly to make all this work, right, as an organization, uh, there's no way you could do everything for your customer. So uh, what comes to mind is partnerships. Partnerships are critical and they're more important. So how do you think about partnerships? And I'm grateful for the longstanding partnership we have. Uh, w- w- what do you think are the success criteria in partnering with other organizations to support your customers? Perfect. Let me and let me answer that by by stating uh, Bravo's vision statement. It's not about technology. It's not about solutions. Or it's about people. Ducks. So it's to attract and create kind leaders that are impacting our customers, partners and communities. So to answer your question about partnership, we are looking for transformational partnership stocks, not transactional, right? And this is where this world is moving towards, right? It's like 
there's so much abundance out there. There's so much opportunity. There's so much technology, right? And the minute you shift that mindset from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset, the world opens up for you, right? And that's that's what, awesome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> and that's why we 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 push here from a core value, right? And in our our partnership, fourteen plus years, Docs has been very transformational. I know so it's been a great journey throughout in the last fourteen years, but it continues to elevate. It continues to transform, and then. You know, uh, you see, you guys are examples. It's one way that we've got other partners in different verticals and in different industries that I that that we do the same. You're a hundred percent right. Like, there's so much work to do. There's so much um, uh, companies we can support and help. But broadly speaking, is the impact we have on the community as well. I I, I highly commend you not only for the work that Bravo is doing, but even for you personally, like the support you give with your alma mater, right? Like how you're helping out the next generation and not only educate, educating them in tech, but really considering, you know, how to grow as future leaders. I think that that's very important. One, if I can pull a thread on that from a uh, leadership perspective, one, another uh, core value that we're doing um, is kind leadership, right? It's, it's, I believe it in, in, in you and I kind of been, you know, uh, um, same kind of energy when it comes to that type of leadership, right? It's about being kind, about being great, uh, grateful, and 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 having that that mindset changes so many things and attracts so many great things in your life, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and really see it see it happening uh, in great ways always. And and I think I think that's a thing, right? Like these days, uh, especially you know in in the work environment. There's, I, I don't know, you can blame it on COVID, you can blame it on the pandemic, or you can just blame it on the pressures that everybody's dealing with day in, day out. And uh, just an ounce of kindness can can drastically shift how you engage, how you work, uh, how you can, because you don't know what people are going through, right? Every single day, there's people are going through stuff and and just coming in thinking about yourself is... is um, is not beneficial not only to yourself but also to to the colleagues you're around with and the customers you work with. I'm very passionate about this, and 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 I really technology will come and go. I mean, there's going to be lots of things, but at the end of the day, we're human. Uh, you know what I mean? And I saw somebody wear a shirt the other day that says "Humankind," but they put a space they put a space in between human humankind. Be both. Be both. You know what I mean? That's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Love it. It's like, it's, it's also human being, right? Like we have to be human and, uh, sometimes we forget, right? I, I wish we would just remember everything we learned in kindergarten. The world would be a beautiful place. You know, Gino, it's, it's been an awesome, awesome conversation. And before we wrap up for our listeners, if you would provide advice, right? Especially in this time of amazing transformation with gen AI, with adopting the cloud, but at the same time, it could be overwhelming, right? So how should organizations think about to make shift happen, to embrace and adopt this new world? The biggest thing with technology is going to, like I said, technology is going to be technology, right? Focus on not taking the mountain, but taking the first step. What does your organizational really need to move 1% forward a day? Not 100%. You can't change too many things. You can't implement things and expect like, oh, I'm going to implement generative AI 
tomorrow and, and our, my company is going to increase profitability by 100x. You know what I mean? It's just make sure you have the right expectation. Make sure you have the right, um, obviously, team in place, but also focus on more on the mission, the people, and everything else will fall into place. That's my take. My take. People matters. Tech doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, tech doesn't as much, but people yeah. matters most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, Gino, it's uh, it's always good to connect, and I look forward to see you next. And maybe, like I said, we'll we'll, we'll jump on the plane. Maybe let's do a podcast while we're in the cloud. Maybe, that yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, I appreciate sure. it, Tux. Uh, one thing I want to say, I don't know, you know, talking about kind leaders and, 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 and doing this podcast, I appreciate you inviting me. I am um, starting a podcast called the kind leader podcast that's gonna that's gonna be published in air uh, early next year so nice yeah yeah so all, all about all about that it's all about people and how how to you know i'm gonna have different guests and different people coming in from technology to school teachers to everything that we can make this world a better world through kindness that's awesome that's awesome and and uh, for those who want to be a guest on that podcast, Gino will do a background check and make sure you're a kind person. If you not, go. you won't make the cut. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Thanks again, Gino. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Shift Happens Podcast. Thanks for listening. The key takeaway for today's episode were to focus on sustainable adoption of digital technologies, be crystal clear on measuring success in ROI, Remember to focus on people first and to lead with kindness as you transform your digital workplace. If you like today's episode, subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. See you next time. Shift Happens Podcast is a production of AppPoint, Inc., produced and edited by the AppPoint brand team. Stay up to date on the latest trends in digital workplace transformation by visiting AppPoint.com.